Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Yam Lord session brought to you by the Crypto Yams Discord channel. This is going to be a time to sit back, relax, listen, and look within yourself during this. I think it'll be a nice discussion time, maybe some introspection. We're not going to look at any, uh, any charts. We're not going to talk about analysis, things like that. More so just understanding why we do certain things and the actions we take and how they affect our trading. I'm going to talk about the psychology of the market, and I'm going to go more in depth about my story in particular. I think a lot of you might find it quite useful to hear because I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. It's something we don't talk about very often enough. We, we don't talk enough about the losses, the truths, the learning lessons. We love to praise the big wins. We love to show big percentage point profits. It feels good. You know, like, look what I did. Check this out. You know, wow, what a trade. It always feels good, right? And hey, maybe even we brag a little. But we all know how difficult this space can be. So a little show off here and there, it's definitely appropriate and I think needed. Now, in reality, perspective is key and not being able to look within ourselves as to why we took a trade that we took, why we let an obvious trade slip by and the actions we take that they almost seem involuntary. It's, it's like you didn't even know you did it, but you did. And then you think back on it and you say, why did I do that? Some of you in this community uh, know about my trading situation throughout the summer of 2021, throughout last year. I've been more open to speak about it. I've learned that I can't learn if I don't at least approach the topic in the first place. So this isn't so much of a, a sad story or anything in that regards. More so just some of you might hear what I'm saying and think, okay, yeah, I, I do that too. Or, huh, I never really thought about that. Or I just did that last week. And really, I'm going to talk about the psychology of the market and our choices and how I can just relate my story. Uh, I've got a couple of files I'm going to post in the sessions chat. And you can just open that. And, and uh, for you uh, listening on the uh, podcast during a market cycle from top to bottom. So if you look in sessions chat now, everyone, uh, just open that up so you can read exactly what's happening there. A lot of you have seen this chart many times. A lot of you have never seen it one time. And you look at this, and especially if you haven't seen it, it it'll, it'll kind of blow your mind because you're like, there's no way that's how it works. No way. And for those of you listening, uh, you obviously can't see this chart. If you were to just type in on a web search uh, market psychology chart, uh, you'll be able to pull it right up pretty much. And it pretty much starts at the bottom where you're in disbelief that something that the price of some sort of chart is going to just explode, right? And then when it begins to, you'll notice at the top it says euphoria. It's it's this sense of euphoria, like you can't lose, like uh, you're the smartest person possible, and then it just comes back down again. It's just how a market cycle works. It's a big wave. There's highs and there's lows. Of course, understanding where the low is and where the high is is the, is the most difficult part about it. And it looks so easy when you're looking at a chart on your computer or your phone or wherever. And you see that and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's of course that went down. I knew that was coming. Of course it did. Or, yeah, it went up there. Yeah, I knew that. But 
okay, then did you take the trade? That's the thought. It's easy to look back at something and say, of course it played out. like." All right, yeah, duh, there's the pattern, right? But did you see it before it happened? And if you did, why didn't you take the trade? That's the thought. So last summer, uh, in 2021, when we, we were up at, well, we'll start with April 2021. We were at about 65,000. And the world was amazing. I personally, I didn't even know what crypto was. I heard the name, but it really was completely foreign to me, like it is to most people these days still. They've heard the name, but they have no idea what it is. And that was in October 2020, maybe September 2020. And I bought a little bit of Ethereum. And it was awesome. And I made some money. I doubled my money, actually. And I bought some Stellar XLM. And I doubled my money again. It was the most outrageous thing. It was literally hitting golden tickets, the most lucky things you would ever imagine. It was unbelievable. So, of course, here I am. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I managed to double my money twice. And I'm like, oh, well, obviously, I know what I'm doing. Obviously, I'm a god. All right? And I can't lose. So it's like I already had euphoria set in. It was pretty, uh, pretty insane to think about these days, right? Over time, I started to lose a lot of trades because it would go down and I'd sell, right? Because, oh no, it's going down. It's going to zero. And it's like people have a hard time selling when things are green, but an easy time selling when they're red. It, it doesn't make sense. Like they, it's hard to buy red, right? When in reality, it's a discount and it's cheaper, but you don't want to buy it. And when it's green, that means it's more expensive and you don't want to sell it. Now, if that was me and my favorite kind of analogy is like a, movie Aladdin. So let's say you're in the markets and you look uh, and well, let's say Aladdin wasn't stealing. I just like the concept because you can understand the, the market, you know, and you see a stand with a bunch of apples and the apples are a dollar and there's a stand next to it with apples as well for a dollar. Well, this guy puts his apples up to $2 the next day. Would you go to that and say, oh my gosh, I need to buy as many apples as possible. Like it's green a hundred percent it's doubled. Oh my gosh, I need to buy so many. And then no, would you look at the guy next to and he put it at 20 cents. So it was 80% off. And you'd say, no, I don't want that. No, it's they're, they're, they're so cheap now. No. Why, why would I get that? No, I want the $2 apple. Why would I want the 20 cent apple? It doesn't make sense. Does it? When you put it in that perspective. So why do we do that so often in trading, especially for, well, even extremely experienced veteran traders, make mistakes. But as far, far as I know, the statistic is about nine out of 10 people actually lose money in this market. That's pretty astronomical. That means 10% make money. How is this even possible? How can you separate yourself from being one of the nine out of 10? What makes us so special to be one of those one out of 10? Is it hard work? Yes. Is it also right place at the right time? Sure, that can happen. But typically, you'll just be a statistic in the 9 out of 10. So do you put the effort in to understand not only what you're looking at, but to also put the effort into how you see it when you feel it almost. You almost feel a trade when you're going to buy or sell. There's actually like a sensation there a little. And it's still, maybe that's still happening with me because I've only been around the space for 18 months now. Not that long. It's really not at all in comparison to some. But how psychology has changed and how things have developed over that time, they, it kind of goes away. How many times have you heard one of the, a, a saying where they almost become cliche that if sometimes the best trade is no trade? Okay. Now, sometimes that's an excuse to not take a trade because you're anxious about it. 
Now, are you anxious because you're afraid to take it? And you should, according to what you're seeing, if you've put the work in? Maybe. Are you anxious because it's not a good trade? That's what you need to figure out. Because if it's not a good trade, then you're anxious for a reason, and you need to follow that. Be the robot. Just do what the chart says you should do. So in 2021, in the summer, when Bitcoin went down to about 30,000, and it seemed like the world was on fire, and I remember being in this voice chat when we came down from 59,000 down to like 42,000. And it was almost like a horror film kind of happening. And I don't know if that maybe that was just me the whole time thinking it was a horror film. It's always a funny concept to think about because I look back on it and I think, oh yeah, we were all freaking out and oh my gosh. And But were we really? Was it just me? Was it me causing that? And if so, why was I freaking out? Well, of course, naturally I was holding because I'm at the top and I'm euphoric, right? The market psychology cheat sheet. And then complacency sat in there, right? The complacency was there. We had clear signs. We had clear signs that it was happening. I didn't do anything about it. I was complacent. Exactly. I was like, no, it's not going to happen. No, no, we're going to have a big alt season. and I'm going to miss out on all these gains. The greed, the greed takes over. Eventually the anxiety fell in and I was devastated like so many people. The denial came in about how the price will come back. Then the panic. That's where everyone's selling. It says I need to get out. Now, what I did was I decided to buy and sell a bunch when we were already low. And I actually did okay there. I actually took a massive loss by selling in the first place when we were at like 37. And I bought and sold and bought and sold a few times to kind of build back up. I did pretty well on the way down. I was doing pretty good. And it was awesome. And then the end of July happened. Now, if you look in Sessions chat, this is what happened to me. It's not so much a sob story. So much as coming to the realization that I did what I did, and why? So I saw my portfolio get cut in half from the drop. And I bought the bottom. 30,000, 31,000 down to 29.6. All limit orders, pretty much. So doing pretty good. And we poked down one more time. One last little push down. Couldn't take it. Nope. Sold it all at 29,800. It's all gone. So now I'm sitting here with half a portfolio and nothing to say about it at the bottom. So I saw the bottom, literally the bottom. And I'm in the Discord channel. And we're talking about what's happening because the volatility was crazy at that time. And I wasn't talking about what I just did. No, nope, couldn't do it. And I remember I was keeping track of this very well. And at 30,600, okay, 30,600, there was a daily level that we needed to reclaim. We needed to break above it, come back and retest it. If we hold it as support, take the trade and go. Take a loan, right? Or buy, right? So what did I do? Well, we were in the live chat and uh, Potato, the baked potato, he was, uh, he was streaming live there in this chat here. And I was like, hey man, we got to watch out for 30,600. If we retake that, then that's our cue. And he was saying pretty much the same thing. Okay, it looks like we're getting some power here. We're getting some volume. Yeah, okay, good, perfect. Our, our longs are good. And even after that, I, I literally said it out loud, what to do, what we needed to do. The conditions to take the trade happened perfectly. It perfectly retested. And I still didn't take it. I still didn't buy. I didn't get back in. I couldn't accept that I just sold at 29800 and I didn't want to have to rebuy $800 higher. Why? 
why it, it you know i think about it now it's it's so absurd and we pumped up to like 34,000 35 like 35,000 real quick i said oh okay we'll come back to 316 cuz we had previous resistance nope never came back okay missed my buy went up to 37 i said okay i'll rebuy at 34,000 there are several people in this discord channel that were talking about buying at 34,000 we were all like yeah we'll come back there and that that's our buy that's our buy and it was actually kind of a running joke about, hey, let's buy at 34000 We're waiting for it. And it never came. It just became the running joke of buying at 34000 when we're back up at like forty nine. It just never came. 52 comes around and then we come back down to 39000 And I still, every condition was there to take the long at that point then. That was our next low, 39, before we went all the way up to 69000 The conditions were perfect. They were there to take. And I still didn't take it. So not only did I lose half my portfolio, proceed to sell the exact bottom after pretty much buying the exact bottom, I never even got back into the entire market until the entire way up. And I just didn't even think about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I thought about quitting the Discord. I almost left. I was saying this isn't for me. I was going through all that. And it was a lot going on in my life at the time too. Not so much to get into my personal life, but it was a very difficult year to say the least. And... So if you look at this market cycle psychology, how did this happen? Well, the depression was the perfect bottom. That is what it's called. All my money's lost. I'm an idiot. And then as we started to rally back up in the disbelief, and it all starts over again, the disbelief happened to me because I disbelieved that we were going up, that we must come back down, and the disbelief was there. And then it all goes around again. Hope, optimism, belief, thrill, euphoria, go up the ride again to 69K, euphoria again, and back down again. So... I think about it now. Everyone's like, how are you the only bear? How are you the only bear in this Discord? Because in October, I was bearish beyond belief. Because there were actually technical analysis signs, not just because I literally was empty-handed. It was more so like there were so many signs that, okay, this looks bad. It's kind of funny to think about because if that didn't happen to me, would I have taken that? If I didn't get absolutely wrecked in the summer, would I have taken that? Would I have actually sold that top or would I have thought, no, I can't. That's when I really get introspective about it and I think about the decision. making. So instead of thinking about this as much as I can at this point, really, you know, it, it's so it's past me at this point because I know it has to be past. It has to be. This is almost like an AA meeting, though. We don't talk about these times because it's almost like you can't. And we all know you can. We all know it. It's but it's so difficult to do. Sometimes it's the best thing you can do, though is to talk about what you've been through and how you're learning from it, though. Because no matter what, no matter what you do, should you take, as long as you're learning from it, it's all that really matters. Well, pretty much. Now, I'm crazy active here. I, I try to be as active as possible because I know the possibilities of this if I can understand my own psychology. So that's, that's the purpose of this, is to understand your own mental decisions and how they truly affect your trading. Because it doesn't matter if you have zero indicators on your chart, if you have a thousand on your chart, if you don't even look at a chart, if you just buy and sell by hitting a button on an app, it's actually knowing the decision you're making and is this actually have sound reasoning and is it a calculated decision or are you doing it because you just can't help yourself? Is it your fear of missing out? Is it the FOMO? If you have FOMO, do you understand your own psychology? Dive deep into that. Next time you're going to take a trade, think about, is my heart racing a little bit? Am I thinking, 
a lot of thoughts while taking this, good or bad? Am I thinking about a loss that could happen and a profit that could happen? Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing because you want to know your, your reward and your risk. But does it make you anxious? Maybe it's either not the trade to take or maybe you're just using too much leverage, too much money. Take a step back. Because I promise you, being fully invested, only to be in denial as it goes down, or to not take profit when it's green, one of the hardest things to go through. I don't want anyone to go through it. At this point, I think this is just a college education. It's an education at a university where you can make a financial future for yourself. And I paid my tuition. I paid my tuition. I've put in my credits. As long as you stick around, you get your credits, you get your degree. As long as you survive and make decisions that make sense based on analysis and not emotion, that's how you're truly going to win. And that's how we're all going to win. Thank you for listening to this session. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And I hope you have a blessed day.